welcome to Unearthing You, a place where women come together to have honest, raw, and deep conversations about the things that happen as you're going through growth, up-level, and expansion. I am your host, Chelsea Sillabon, bringing you a beautiful rendition of my love. Enjoy! Hello, welcome back! Welcome to episode three. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, today we have Mikkel Adams with us, and I'm going to talk about her in a little bit. But before we get into the episode, I do have two quick announcements. Um, one is rather a reminder than an announcement, but um, you do have the chance to win some pretty amazing prizes. Um, a complimentary 45-minute one-on-one session with me simply by leaving a reading and review because it's going to help this podcast grow and flourish and reach more beautiful people so that they can soak up all the goodness and the value that you found in the episode. So if you did find value, please go leave a ratings and review before December 6th. Um, I'm going to close the giveaway on December 6th and then the winners are going to be announced the weeks following that. Um, and I am opening for enrollment, my group program and retreat. It's called Devoted Beauty. It is such a beautiful program, such an amazing program. It's come from my heart, come from my soul. It's been a lifetime in the making, and I'm so excited to be offering it to you. Um, the program and the retreat are designed to guide women into their own healing journey by rediscovering the answers and comforts that exist within them. We'll be focusing on connecting to your body, setting yourself and others free, tuning into your pleasures, and tuning into the frequency of love. This program, ah, I'm so excited. I'm going to have two guest coaches on there doing live trainings for you beautiful women that decide to join and make the, that empowered decision. Enrollment officially opens on November 29th, but I do have a special offer for those of you that enroll before then. So if you want to know more about that offer, please send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook to learn more and I'd be happy to answer any questions or to just simply if you're all in and ready just to schedule a a no commitment call or we just learn about you and your intentions and all of that great beautiful things so yeah send me a dm on instagram or facebook or the emails included in the show notes and we will we will get the ball rolling on that and uh without further ado we have a beautiful friend beautiful sister of mine, Mikkel Adams. She is a business strategist and behavioral scientist. She educates and empowers people to live a cultivated life by working with them on mindset, development, performance, and relation to their lives and helps them to build a business through contribution. Um, She runs the Purpose to Profit Academy to help entrepreneurs align their story with their brand identity. And let me just say that she is truly amazing. Um, We were in a small group together in a group coaching program that we did. And in the small group that we um, 
that we had in there, she was always there first thing, giving some very strong and solid advice and love and just all of the things. And so I highly recommend going and checking her out, going and checking out her um, Purpose to Profit Academy. And um, yeah, so without further ado, let's get into the episode on forgiveness. All right, we have Macau here with us today. Um, Macau, I always like to ask my guests, what are you currently unearthing in your life? Um, definitely uh, working on mastering the journey of surrender. Mm, That's yeah. a big thing for me, releasing the um, need to control the outcome, right? Or how things come into fruition and, and you know, just continuously, um, it's the life lesson I see over and over again. And the yeah. funny thing is, is it's definitely um, one of my strongest teaching points too. I love that. Yeah, I feel like surrender is this like way of being. It's not really something that we necessarily do. It's just like, a way of living our life. We live our life surrendered to the powers that be and to our free will, right? Um, I love that. So thank you for sharing. For those of you that don't know, Mikel and I met in a group program and we were paired together in the same small group and it was just the most amazing and phenomenal experience because she is so powerful in the way that she coaches. She's very direct. And also, you know, like sometimes people tend to like fluff it up and like she just gets straight to the point. And I, I love that about her. And I also love her ability to really be that like mother figure, that, that nurturing figure, but also the ability to like really take care of herself. Um, I don't think we find that often enough in people where they can be very nurturing to others while also being very nurturing to themselves. So she definitely embodies um, embodies that work of self-love and self-care. And I love that about her. So thank you. Those are kind words. You're so welcome. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you do in your business and... Sure. Um, I'm a life and business strategist and behavioral scientist. Um, So I apply a lot of science um, and woo and psychology and all all the work that I do. And I help women bridge their story with their brand identity and allow their work to become uh, a form of contribution. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I It's so important, right, is that we learn to speak our stories and let that be like our superpower. Let that be the thing that attracts people to us. That's Um, what people connect to. Yes. And I love that you're so like woo, but you're also so grounded in like the science because a lot of times I can get so like up here in the woo and then I forget that like sometimes people need to see the science aspect of it. So I'm excited to where this conversation is going to lead. And um, yeah, let's get started on some questions. Okay, awesome. All right. So can you kind of explain the power of forgiveness and like how releasing these things and like forgiving yourself, forgiving other people, how it can like release those chains that hold us down? Definitely. So. Um, 
anytime that you harbor any offenses that have been done to you or offenses that you have done to others, it literally anchors you not only psychologically and emotionally to the offense, to the incongruency and the turmoil in your body and in your mind, but physically you anchor your physiology to that emotional distress as well. So anything that anyone wants to build, if you wanted to build a new relationship with someone new, if you wanted to build a family, if you wanted to build a business, the foundational work is wrapped up in forgiveness and your ability to let go of offenses. Mm. So what I found is that... um, when you're holding on to these things and when you're harboring uh, hatred, anger, bitterness, guilt, shame, when you hold on to those things, it's like a bunch of loose gravel. So if you think of it as foundational work, anything that you tried to build, no matter how strong and powerful the framework of the structure of what you're building on top of this you know, thing that you're harboring, it can't withstand anything because it's going to eventually fall apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you're talking about this like idea of like loose gravel, I just imagine somebody standing there and trying to get their life together and then the gravel just starts slipping and then they start going all frantic because um, I know in your program and also in my program, like forgiveness is like the fundamental like basis of the program. It's one of the first things that we do so that we can like cut those cords so that we can energetically be with ourselves and, and build a deeper relationship with ourselves so that we can only um, like build a deeper relationship with other people. Cause when we hold that forgiveness, I mean, we don't allow the other person, like when we, I guess what I'm trying to say is when we hold somebody to an old standard, mm. we don't allow them to grow forward. And so by forgiving them, we're allowing them, to move forward in, in their life and in their relationship with us. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's an old saying that um, lack of forgiveness and holding these, these offenses, you know, um, literally is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, right? Mm. Uh, and, which is, is, is critical. And also, you know, holding on onto these offenses and this hurt and these pain, you know, whether it's toward yourself or toward others is, is just this imprisonment. So when you forgive, you're, you literally let yourself free. You set yourself free. Mm, That's beautiful. I would love to hear more about like this idea of like how it affects our, our bodies and how it affects. Yeah. Just like, physiology at all. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I've done a lot of research on the spiritual root of of illnesses, um, what, you know, happens to your body scientifically when your emotions, you stay in this emotional trauma within your body. Um, One of the key things is that um, like women deal with stress and trauma differently than men do. And women tend to retract, which lowers your energy level. Your immune system begins to drop. So any precursor that you already have within you is like on a free-for-all, right? 
So if you already are, are predisposed to my, maybe um, having challenges with diabetes, maybe that runs in your family, heart disease or whatever, you, you literally are, are telling that in, in, you know, in your body, here's your chance to thrive. And that's what happens, you know, and different ailments, you know, different diseases are linked to different spiritual roots, um, like ovarian cancer is linked to self-hatred, mm-hmm. um, same with prostate cancer. Those things are, are rooted, spiritually rooted in the emotions of guilt and self-hatred, this, this massive, you know, incongruency within yourself. So yeah, so and 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 you're in a natural state. So in an emotionally healthy state, your cell membranes are permeable, right? So this is how the body releases wastes. We get rid of all the toxins. Um, this is how we our our internal ecosystem works, right? Mm-hmm. And keep healthy and thriving physically to allow a good um, foundation for that emotional state, for that mental state, right? So when we harbor offenses, whether it's pain, trauma, hurt, anger, hatred, bitterness, shame, guilt, whatever it wants to dress itself, dress itself up as, your chemistry changes within your body. Your brain and your adrenal glands start producing different chemicals. So the chemical makeup in your body changes, right? And then your cell membranes are no longer permeable. So you're not only producing toxins, right? This, this um, uh, very unhealthy, this war zone within you, basically, right? On top of that, you're no longer releasing that. So you can't even expel what you're cultivating within your body. It's a real, it's a dangerous slope. And if you look at most people that have diseases, if you just go and not even look at the science, start going out there and talking to people that have these ailments and, and spend some time talking with them, there's something that they're holding on to. Mm-hmm. It's just inevitable. Yeah, I love that. I like, um, it really brings me to this idea of like somatic healing, of this idea of like allowing ourselves to release from the body and and this idea that like our mind can heal our bodies, that when we work with our mind, when we start to process things in our mind, it allows our bodies to heal. And these spiritual practices that we, we find ourselves in, like meditation and breath work and um, energy healing or any kind of like just um, like body work where you're allowing yourself to be present with yourself, you are literally taking your body and reprogramming it. and as you're saying, releasing these things, these, um, these ailments, right. Mm -hmm. That are preventing us from thriving and so important. So definitely, um, I'm actually, you know, I'm working with someone right now and, um, he works on the physical release of Mm -hmm. trauma, right? So, you know, just as much as your, body, if you think about like maybe a great memory you might have, um, you eating apple pie with your, at your grandmother's house, you know, in the winter time or, or over, you know, in front of the fire and stuff. So like the smell, the taste, 
your emotional state, like your, your body recalls that. So, so not just psychologically, but physically your, your cells remember that, that chemical composition that was in within your body. So when you go and eat apple pie, so you hear like people use terms like comfort food. Well, there's a reason why that is so addictive, right? Because the physical body changes. And what you're addicted to is the feeling that it gave you that you, that created that memory, right? That imprint in your cells, that imprint in your mind. So um, one of the things that we're working with is, you know, he talks about we're doing like planks, right? And, I, and my, my objective is to increase 10 seconds on my plank time daily for 42 days straight. Wow. Hammers is a, is, is a very um, uh, common characteristic with planking, right? And what the tremors do during this exercise is actually release the trauma from the muscles from past offenses and experiences. So at the same time that, yeah, I'm getting a great work, uh, <laughs> workout, right? My boots are going to look rocking in 42 days. You're also processing the expulsion of the physical imprint that those past traumas have left in your body. Mm, I love that. Um, I guess I never, uh, one of my coaches put it this way that pain is just energy, right? And our emotions are energy. And I love the way that you put that, that these tremors, the shaking, this like, this feeling that we create in our body when we're, we start doing exercise or doing any of these kinds of things, that's just simply like our body healing itself because it has that ability. And, oh, I love, I love that you put it that way and the, the, how powerful that is. Cause I can just like picture it. Somebody's sitting there or like planking there and they're just shaking and it's like, okay, well, if we just stop judging it and we just allow it to be, and we realize that this, this shaking is healing, then maybe it'll be easier to stay in that state for a little bit longer. Yeah. I definitely, definitely believe that our creator has made us these incredible human beings with these incredible ecosystems, right? And that that's why the mind, body, and spirit has to work together. But I, we're just powerful beings, right? So if we're doing all this internal work and you're not working on the physical, you know, regeneration and, and, and cultivation of a healthy environment, your temple, your body, then you're just going to fall short. Like the, it's good. Your healing, your deliverance, your mastery and learning the lessons and evolving as an individual and as an intellectual and as a spirit, it won't be complete unless you work on all the aspects because it's all active. Mm, yes. Preach. <laughs> you can't see me, but as she's like talking, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, she, this is, this is all like beautiful and wonderful wisdom that like, that I wish so many more people had um, awareness around that yeah. we just have this amazing ability to heal ourselves and we can't just focus on the mind. Mm -mm. focus on it all we have to nurture nurture and nourish ourselves in all of these ways and then the true healing starts right yes yeah. beautiful 
And that forgiveness is that um, it's it's definitely it's definitely something that it's not. Um, you do it. You've gotten over the hurdle. Hey, it's done. I finally forgiven. And then now I have no more, you know, no more problems with that, that experience, that offense, whatever it may be. Right. And that's just not true. Like it's, it's, it is a practice like your yoga practice, like your, your diet, like whatever you want to be good at it's practice, which is an active participation, right? In, in the role that you want this, you know, delivery to this overcoming to play in your life. Yes. And I, I was really hoping that we would bring this up um, because, you know, the way that I look at transformation is it's like an onion. We heal the top level, we peel it back. We heal the second level, we peel it back and it just keeps going and it just feels never ending. But as you get deeper into your healing, it gets more, <clears throat> excuse me, it feels more beautiful. Like uh, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as heavy as it did on the first layer and it gets easier to process. And our, our, this idea of forgiveness, this like our ability to forgive people is like a daily commitment. And it's not just the people that have, have done us wrong in, in ourselves and the ways that we've done ourselves wrong. It's like walking past somebody and they give you a dirty look. Sometimes we can hold that into ourselves, like, oh my God, they gave us a dirty look and our ability to forgive them. Yeah. Like we want to assign meaning to everything, right? Maybe they just had a sneeze or whatever. Yeah. It's a daily recommitment and it's like a, a way of being to forgive, to live in this like this space of forgiveness. Absolutely. Your like the key word there and what you just said is the commitment, right? So like every morning you get out of bed. Now it doesn't seem as, you know, uh, uh, strenuous as going out there and having to take a sledgehammer at the, at the concrete on the front patio every day, right? But when you get out of bed, it is about committing to what you really want for your life, who you really want to be, how you really want to feel, and what's really important to you. So forgiveness... Um, you know, in everything that I teach, I teach the purpose-driven method, right? Whether it's manifestation, whether it's building your business, whether it's building, you know, relationships, forgiveness, it's all about the purpose-driven method, right? Which is, what is your driving force? One of the things, the key, this is really interesting. So this is the science nerd, right, in me. Um, <laughs> I do like, so I teach about forgiveness. And one of the things I begin, you know, begin with is like the etymology, right? Like, let me be clear about what all of this means. And I'm a big nerd about like, uh, 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 where the root of the word comes from, because we can understand, uh, the language that it, it is because there's such a big misconception around the word forgiveness, right? It almost has stigma of being weak right? Of condonement. Um, that's, those are really big things. And people think, oh, forgive and forget. Even that, 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 that phrase is so um, disjointed. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It does not that, and, and, and people use that, the, 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 these, 
the meaning of these words um, interchangeably, and it's not. These these are not the same thing at all. Um, so one of the things I teach about, you know, is you know, forgiveness is the art of letting go. So like if you and like just Michelangelo didn't start off just this, you know, master, you know, masterful artist. He worked at it, right? And and he and he learned the art of it, right? So the forgiveness is the same way. And we start when we begin our journey in forgiveness, uh, we start, like you said, that 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 top layer of the onion. And as you go, it unfolds more and more beautifully, but you're still mastering that art of letting go. And forgiveness is actually. There's no psychological consensus for the definition of forgiveness. Hmm. Not, not psychologically. But what we can look at is when people, this is the, you know, as a scientist, we look at empirical data, right? And empirical data is just verifiable. It means I can test it. You know, I can test these variables over and over and over again, and I'm always going to get the same results. Hmm. Can't test forgiveness like that. We can't. We can test um, uh, guilt. We can test happiness. We can test joy. We can ta- uh, test uh, hurt. We, we, we cannot test forgiveness, which literally that, should, that information alone should let you know, stop judging yourself, right? Stop judging others. There is no right way except for your path in this journey of learning the art of letting go and forgiving, forgiving yourself and forgiving your others. I have to forgive myself every night before I go to bed, Mm. you know, to sleep well. So, um, but what we can identify is some characteristics about forgiveness, right? One of the main characteristics about forgiveness is that it's voluntary. Mm. Let that sink in. So being that forgiveness is voluntary means that you give up your right to have, have somebody pay for what has been done. You, you give up the desire to rectify the situation. You commit to letting go of the need to change the past. Like, that is the most valid and, and powerful component of forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. When, as, you're, as you're saying this, as you're, like, talking about it, I'm just thinking of, like, two people in relationship with, two, with each other in mm-hmm. a romantic relationship, and one of the partners cheats. Yeah. And when we practice forgiveness, when we choose to forgive them and we choose to stay with them, we are literally saying, I forgive you, and I will no longer hold this over your head. Which okay. means not even just not saying it or whatever. It means, it doesn't mean we never talk about it again, because mm-hmm. that's what life is life, and, and, and you, you need to be able to talk about it. Yes. You know, I've had clients um, tell me the reason why they can't get over this hurdle this last hump and, 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 and really tap into that journey of their forgiveness and the art of letting go is because they, they, that person was a family member 
or something. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I come in and I'm, and, and I, I really believe in transparency um, because it just feels fucking good. Number one. <laughs> um, and, 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 and because I don't have to put on a facade, I get to own all of me, every, every good part, every ugly part, every struggle and every triumph. My, one of my main, you know, uh, things that I had to forgive. One of the main people that I had to forgive was my father. And I saw him all the time. There was a time where, you know, I, I wasn't in, you know, living in forgiveness of him. So I didn't see him, right. They severed that relationship and it's okay to walk away from people and deal with it. But, but for me, I wanted a relationship with my father and I wanted this thing healed. Um, and I saw him all the time and we had a really healthy relationship um, before he passed away this year. And um, so when I, when I tell people that and I, and I let them know that, I, I only say that not so that they will hold a standard or judge themselves, but so that they see that it is possible to love that person entirely again, to, to not have to have them pay for whatever the offense was. So in a, in any relationship, in in a romantic relationship, yeah, you're going to be, have to talk about these things again, right? But your need for it to be fixed or rectified, like you have to commit to letting that part go, right? Mm, Yeah. I absolutely believe that you define what your deal breakers are in your relationships mm-hmm. and, and what those deal breakers are. It may, you may have a very um, powerful argument for your stance, <clears throat> but in the end, what do you want with your life? Right. What do you want as the, as the result of this living, breathing relationship? What do you want? Right. Mm-hmm. You always want it all this perfect and to be fixed and everything. But when you let go of that, like take that, take the offense off the table. What do you want? Yeah. I believe everything can be healed. Of course, 100%. And whether you heal it, like you choose to let that relationship go or that person go, like and, and you choose to let that person walk away from your life, you can still, <laughs> words, <laughs> you yeah. can still heal within yeah. yourself. Because um, I heard this saying, and it's really stuck with me, is that forgiveness is always for you and never really for the other person. That Always. Yes, because we are, like you've, like you've said so beautifully, is that we are reprogramming our body. We are allowing our body to release the things that, that are holding us down. We're allowing ourselves to be set free by practicing forgiveness and in a lot of ways, we're also setting the other person free because we're healing that, that energetic cord that we have together, right? But we're also, um, it's, it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. personal. And it can be practiced by yourself. It can be practiced with another. But it's important that we learn to cultivate that and, and hold it beautifully within our, our healing journey throughout the oh. whole thing. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I've I've had you know um, offenses done to me, and those the, those people are no longer in my life. But I can honestly, I can honestly sit here and tell you, I, I love them. 
and I appreciate them for every incredibly good thing that you know we experienced together and also for the lessons the beautiful lessons that I got to learn through my experiences with that person in and out of those offenses right um but I'm not you know I'm not, those people aren't in my life anymore, but I can still say, like, I really have no ill thoughts mm. or feelings toward them whatsoever. And I think that that's a big thing, like, and that for me personally, um, it has taken me years to heal from even, you know, past relationships, right? Um when you, when you love so deeply, um, definitely, you know, as a survivor, um, of sexual abuse and rape, um, it took me decades to, to really heal from those things. Um, and just not feel this, this victimhood at all from it. You know, um, I am all for sharing your story. Um, and I believe that for me personally, and definitely I've seen it for, for others as well, um, that part of their healing was in sharing that story. Um, but you definitely don't have to by any means in order to heal for, but for me, it was a good, um, component to my healing. Um, and one of the things that I teach is, um, you know, taking from the, the drama triangle and going into the empowerment triangle, right? And it's flipping it upside. And for, for every point of the triangle, there is a role that you play. And you, you'll recognize that throughout your lifetime, you've played all of these roles. And then you might recognize when you, when we, you know, start going into it, they, people might recognize, oh, I know someone who's, oh, uh, you know, identify that characteristic with so-and-so and this and that. But for every negative out of the victimhood triangle, out of the victimhood mindset, there is a flip side, mm. right? And, and, and the victim's alternate ego is the creator. Mm. So to go from uh, a, a victim to, to the creator um, means you literally, life's being done to you. Life's happening to you. But when you're a creator, it's happening for you, but you are driving it. You create your reality. Yes. I love that. Um, yeah, definitely in my journey, I've had some things that I've like publicly shared and some things that I've really held personal to me and that I don't know that I'll ever share. Um, sure. But I love this... Um, lost my train of thought, of course. <laughs> um, I love this idea of like going from the victim to the empowered, to the creator, because when we, when we allow, when we share our story, when we allow ourselves to be seen in the ways that maybe we have been victimized, because of course we can be victimized in our lives, right? But when we take that victim mentality and we flip it to a creator, our empowerment, our, our, our power, our ability to connect with other people, we, when we flip it, we allow, um, we allow ourselves to be fully seen. Mm. And that, that in itself is, is healing. And maybe you can kind of speak a little bit more on that. I know it's a little bit off the topic of forgiveness, but it's so much in the topic of forgiveness also, um, mm. is this idea of like 
how sharing our story allows us to also transform. Because to me, when I, sh- when I share my story, in a lot of ways, I'm healing myself. I, I am forgiving myself for the ways that I've held myself back or the ways that people, I've allowed people to help, help, hold me back, right? So yeah. maybe you can speak a little bit more on that because I know that's like your, your thing. My forte. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, one of, one of the things that I work, you know, like in my, in my group program, the, the whole basis is to, yes, you want freedom and build your own business, be your own boss and blah, 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 all of that. And, and I don't take away from the importance of that at all. But to no longer compartmentalize your life. So for me, um, in sharing my story, like I built businesses, I, um, did really well. Um, and you know, built up, you know, after, after five years, you know, in, in my business to where I could, you know, whatever I'm laying on the hammock every day by 1 PM life's good, right? Not a care in the world. But, um, uh, for me, I, I'm deeply rooted in contribution um, that's what sets my soul on fire. Um, so that's one of the things that I teach. So I definitely believe um, that in sharing your story, um, it's almost like, first of all, if you have ugly parts, like we all have these ugly parts of our story, these skeletons in the closet, when you pull those out of the darkness and into the light, they lose all power. You know, have you, have you ever been like, you know, or had a child or been a child, you know, that, uh, you know, I don't know, stole a piece of, you know, pack of gum or something from the store and they were just like, oh, oh, riddled with guilt or, you know, guilt and, or looking over the back shoulder or whatever. How amazing does it feel to have the clean slate, put it all on the table? Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if you're admitting it to yourself or if you are sharing your story publicly or if you're coming clean in your relationship, right? There is a healing in that because you take all of its power away from it. Guilt, shame, and hurt, like those things thrive in the darkness. Mm. But when you pull them out of the closet and you say, you know what? I'm tired of, of, of making sure that door is locked. So over it. So when, when you start to share your story with others, not only is there a healing in, in hearing yourself talk about your story um, or seeing yourself write about your story, um, but how others connect to you is on such a deeper level, but you're also handing them a permission slip. Like, my life's a little bit fucked up, Right. Here's your permission slip to just see me for myself, but also to be seen yourself. So in sharing your story, you have no idea on the impact it can have on other people's lives that are also struggling, whether it's with the same issue or not, but that are also struggling, right? I could come out about, you know, my sexual abuse and that someone over here that has dealt with, you know, uh, uh, adultery in their, in their marriage and just, you know, they all sudden have the courage to just face those things and unlock their door, whether it's publicly, whether it's in their, you know, own lives personally and doing an internal work, 
you know, whatever it is, it's a big permission slip. Mm, yeah. so sharing your story ha- helps you to, to knock those barriers down and no longer compartmentalize your life. So it can be one person, one life. Yes. I think that's, um, as you were talking at the beginning, especially when you were talking about like being compartmentalized and like how, when you stop compartmentalizing, you're able to just share yourself, all of you, not just like parts of you, right. That you feel set free, that you just feel this idea of like freedom. And I, I think so much, like I brought back these memories of me being a teacher. I mean, I just quit teaching back in May. And so it hasn't been that long, but even just thinking back to it, a lot of the reason why I felt like I was suffocating and drowning is because as I was standing up there in front of these like 40 kids coming in and out of my classroom every day, or I guess it would be more like 120 plus kids coming in and out of my classroom every day. Like I felt like I had to hold back parts of myself and I couldn't show all of me because I am a professional and I am this and I am that. And I had these like identifying statements. And when I, when I started to share my story online when I decided to become a coach I found myself allowing myself to share more of me in front of the class because I started to remove those labels and I think so much of the the path of of healing and the path of um of forgiveness is about removing the labels that we put on ourselves removing the 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 ways that we feel uh the way that the ways that we identify ourselves right Mm-hmm. And just allowing ourselves to be really raw and really vulnerable and really just, this is who I am. This is all of me. And it's, I was, I was thinking of this yesterday and I, I don't know if this is going to come out in the correct way. And I mean, this is, as no judgment because I too have struggled with myself, but it's just such a weird concept to me to think that people have trouble being all of who they are. Like, we feel like we have to hide ourselves, so we have to compartmentalize. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's so weird because we are literally, like, unique. We are literally, like, ourselves, like, every day. And for us to feel like we have to hide that is just, it's just a, a, a crazy concept to me. And I feel that's a big part of forgiveness is allowing yourself to see the ways that you've helped yourself back, the ways that you've compartmentalized, the ways that you've hid. And just like, this is me. Absolutely. Like we, we have so many societal pressures already about fitting into these boxes that we, we, these mental constructs that we create of what this looks like, right? Um, if I'm a professional, I can't swear. If I'm a, if, if I'm a Christian or, or Catholic, but I can't swear. Or, um, you know, if I'm a teacher, I can't talk about spirituality. If I'm in educate, you know, whatever these are, these, so we, we have these societal ones, but we reinforce those those boxes, right? I mean, I've caught myself, you know, out there helping put the nails and the next, you know, two by four to build the box. Mm, yes. Um, you absolutely, we put so many, like social media has really opened, you know, society up to seeing diversification in what a professional is, what success is, right? There's just so many different ways to monetize things, but we also get 
exposed to people that just get to, they get to speak their mind because one of the powerful things about social media is the more you are who you are, the more you attract the right people you can communicate with, you know, um, I have been told, uh, by, um, uh, marketing directors, oh, you're not going to, people aren't going to hear you because of X, Y, Z. And I always say, then they weren't meant to hear that message from me. Mm. You know, and in the past, I would have morphed myself. I would have filtered myself to speak to a broader audience. And in reality, when you do that, you're watering down your message. It loses its potency because you're ne- your creator made you uniquely you to go through what you have to go through to serve others in the most unique and po- potent and profound way. If you compartmentalize and you only show you know, certain facets of yourself to your classroom, they're missing out on your potency, right? Potency is a good thing. Yes. I like this idea of like our, our um, ability to be ourselves. Yeah. And all of us is our power. Our power yeah. is simply nothing more than just our ability to show up as us. Yeah. And authentically and raw, vulnerably, like all of the things and just allowing that to be okay. And that starts with forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah the judgment allowing ourselves to just be when you have a lack of forgiveness when you're harboring all these things um you have to put on a facade in whatever you're playing whether it's your relationships your career your classroom whatever it might be you have to put on this facade unless you're this miserable person that talks about it every minute of the day no matter who your audience is, no matter what room you're standing in, right? So in order to go on living and, and functioning and operating, you put on this facade. So what we do, remember, come back to that visual that it's loose gravel. And I got really good at doing this, by the way, mm. is pack it down. I'm going to build shit on top. <laughs> oh, it's loose gravel. Let me make it solid by packing it down but it's still loose gravel. And no matter how solid it looks now, it won't stay that way. It's not a sustainable state. Yeah, it's going to erode eventually. Whether you allow it, like you would just allow yourself to feel the loose gravel in the moment, you create that safety within yourself so that you can feel that loose gravel, or you continue to pack it on until the the rug is ripped out from underneath you, and then you're going to feel it no matter what. Yes, 100%. What would, you, what would you say to somebody if they're really struggling to, to forgive? Like if they really have a lot of resistance to forgiving because they really are so stuck in that uh, victim mentality, um, what would your advice be to them? One of my first things that I do with people in the process of um, teaching them about letting go, because um, we get real attached to our woes, right? And um, it's 
people become defensive when people are like, oh, you should let that go. Oh, you should forget about it. Or why are you still upset? Oh God, we got to hear it again. Get, so we, we, we become defensive, right? So our feelers are always up. We're always in this, you know, defense mode. Um, so you don't ask them, as far as the way that I approach it, I don't ask them to try to take that off the table and look at, you know, what life would be like, you know, without it, um, the offense happening, right? Um, but the first, because if you start with that, it's just too, too big of a gap between mm-hmm. where at in that victimhood mindset and saying, hey, you can be this creator. You can have the best life ever. Like that's just not, it's not even um, something they consider a possibility at that point. So the first thing I ask them to tap into is to tell me what it feels like to, no, to, to, to like set the suitcase down right? We, we go through this exercise and this meditation where I have them pack all this, all this stuff they're carrying in the suitcase, you know, and then they walk to the edge of the mountain and, and, and just, and the sun is, you know, keeking and what does it feel like to set that down? Because it was a long journey to get to that mountain, to the top of the mountain, right? They've been carrying it, their arms are sore. What does it feel like, like to tap into setting that weight down? And the first thing, you know, you can, if you're, if they're in front of you and you see this physical composition changes, you can see permanent deep lines start to soften. Mm. So you absolutely know if we have them hooked up, you know, to monitor what's going on, you know, physically, internally, um, and their brain waves, you can see the chemical composition totally change. This, this internal war that's going on inside of your ecosystem starts to subside. Just in, 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 in the split minute of thinking about what it feels like to stop carrying it. Yeah. Let's, um, not, let's not erase it. Let's just set it down for a second. What does it feel like? Yeah, this brings me back to our conversation we were having at the live event when we met each other in person. And I was talking about, um, like, I was stuck in this, like, victim mentality because my expectations didn't pan out, all of these things. And I was just like, I don't want to be stuck here, but I, I just don't feel like I can, I can let it go. And then you're like, okay, well, what if you just put on your explorer cap and instead of like holding these expectations, you just explored and allowed yourself to be. And from that moment, from that conversation, the second that we entered the room, I opened. I I allowed myself to open and to receive what was there. And and by doing that, I like I met amazing people and I allowed myself to be seen by amazing people and I allowed um, and I, and I saw other people and, and all of their raw beauty. And I connected with somebody that in a way that I didn't think was possible, like sitting there and talking to them for hours. And I had just met them and like sharing just like all of these things. And that's the beauty of forgiveness. It doesn't have to look like this big, huge thing that happens. It's just simply, I mean, it can be as simple as a shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and that shift in perspective can open up whole experience in that split second. Mm, yes. And I don't think, I think if 
because what really, because uh, I was just going to stay quiet during this conversation, right? And and what really helped was the fact that it was you and Jamie just looking at me and being like, no, really, how are you feeling? Because you guys both knew that something inside of me was like, I'm not having fun. I'm not here for this. Like, what, what in the world? Why am I even here? And you're just like, no, really, how are you feeling? And then, like allowing people that space Mm -hmm. if they're ready of like okay no really let's get let's get real about how how it is that this is this is working in your life yeah what does life look like Mm -hmm. if if that if that wasn't a thing right just what just just like paint the picture and then tell me and then tell me how does that feel right yeah it's when we, when we have those shifts in perspectives, when, when, we allow, when we forgive ourselves, when we forgive other people, when we let go of those expectations, right? Because forgiveness too can be like letting go of our expectations. Oh, of- because you expect to be compensated mm. right, for the offense. You expect um, to, to, for someone to pay for that, for there to be ramification. You expect it to be fixed through forgiveness. Um, it just doesn't work that way. Mm. Uh, so it's, it is so much more fun to explore than it is to expect, isn't it? Yes. But definitely. Um, it's the committing to not having to have it right. Mm. It's, it's, it's the committing to letting go of there having to be some kind of uh, repayment or punishment, um, or someone to even feel guilt, right? I mean, you have, when you, in order to, to embody forgiveness and the art of letting go, you have to release that need. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where is your desire? Is your desire for happiness and not carrying that weight more? than your desire to make someone pay for it. It's really, really hard to let go of that. You have to commit to letting go of the need for someone to pay for it, to be compensated. Mm. Yes. Mm. I don't even, I don't have words like yes. Like, <laughs> just yes. I, yeah, there, there's, there's, I feel like we could probably continue to go on because forgiveness is just so connected to everything. Our it ability is. to embody that. Um, is there is there anything else that you feel really is potent to share with the um, the listeners about forgiveness or that it absolutely is a founda- foundational key to whatever you want to do for your future, whether it's relationships family, um, a business, whatever you want for your future, it can be found and delivered through forgiveness. Like that's your bridge. And what would you say to somebody or how, I guess, how, how do you, what are some tools that you use to practice forgiveness? Um, you know, once you've identified that you can set the suitcase down and it's okay to do that. Um, what are some tools that you've used? Cause I I've used like letter writing and burning the letter. Um, and just, there's this like Hawaiian saying, I can never say it right, but it's like, I, I love you. I forgive you. 
ICU type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So what are some tools that you use to practice forgiveness if somebody is ready to set their suitcase down and live life without all that luggage? Um, well, I've been practicing it for a long time. Right. You know, um, I recall two decades ago of saying, yeah, I forgave, I forgave. And I did all, and I practiced all the things, right? I did all the things. Um, but in reality, there was still this incongruency within myself. Um, I literally, immediately when I find myself trying to bring something up, right? Um, I immediately envision what's physically going on within my body. Like I don't want the toxicity. I don't want the um, acidity. I don't want um, that cultivating within me. Um, so like envisioning that's like the first thing that I do to shift me out of it. But also um, I have, I have these conversations with myself, right? I don't think there's anything where um, I necessarily have a specific phrase that I verbalize or, or, or anything like that. Um, but I definitely have this conversation with myself about um, compassion. I might tell myself compassion, right? Um, we are greater than any, you know, one thing. We're greater than any one act, you know, who we are is so much more, right? It's the behavior patterns, right? Um, we, we just, we can't be defined by these one thing, you know, and even if it is something that somebody did repeatedly, um, we just, I really try to see them every other aspect outside of the offense, right? Mm -hmm. We're all just human beings. I don't believe, you know, even, even the most evil people out there are, um, are suffering, right? Um, yeah, so I just feel like, um, I feel like if I can be forgiven and my creator can forgive me, um, then I absolutely should be able to do that for others. Beautiful. Thank you so much for, for being here and for sharing all of this. And I know that I personally have learned a lot and I'm excited to go back and, and to re-listen to this and to pick up all of the little things that I, I didn't pick up while we were here or maybe that I. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to learn more about you or your program? Sure. Well, on uh, Instagram and Facebook, it's Mikkel Adams. And my website is MikkelAdams.com. Pretty simple. Perfect. Yeah. And I will link that in the show notes so that you guys can go and hop on over to her Instagram. And I can speak from personal experience of just being in her presence and being a sister with her. Um, she's powerful and she has a lot to offer the world. And if you're ever, if you're wondering like how you can start sharing your story, she's, she's your woman. She's your, she'll be there for you. So thank you so much and we will catch up soon. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another beautiful episode of Unearthing You. If you are loving the show and find value in it, I would be incredibly grateful if you head on over to iTunes to leave a review. 
please feel free to leave any suggestions or questions in your review or send an email to hello at chelseasyllabon.com with any questions or guest suggestions. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.